0: May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night.
1: I have to line it up anyway. Okay. Fine. Hi, I'm Patricia. Welcome to the 45th episode of A Breath of Song. I'm so glad you chose to do this today, which is extra special because Penny Stone is joining us for a songwriter conversation. Hi, Penny, welcome.
2: Hello, hi.
1: Esther Broner, a Jewish ritualist and writer said, the total person sings, not just the vocal cords. We're here to get the totality of ourselves singing, finding wellness one song at a time. Trust me, your voice is just perfect for this. I'm coming to you straight from my home in Vermont, and Penny, tell us where you're calling from. Hi, I'm in Edinburgh in Scotland, where it is
2: grey out of the window I'm afraid but we've had some sunny days recently so it's not always
1: grey well it is white outside my window because there's such a heavy fog coming up from the snow and the clouds are totally white so it's literally white when I look outside in a beautiful way or in a suffocating way it's it's kind of mysterious
2: yeah I could see that being intriguing
1: yeah yeah exactly nice So all of our voices are going to turn up as they are today in whatever weather you're having. No matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and the vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week I shared Penny's song One Day at a Time. Today Penny will be teaching us another beautiful song of hers called First Light. We'll sing it several times through so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource. Let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with Penny and we'll close out with the song again at the end. You'll always be able to find the episode on the website abreathofsong.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen as many times as you'd like. So let's just start with a good yawn stretch. Oh, maybe roll your shoulders a bit. Stretch into your back. Whatever really feels good in your body of today. And start to notice how when the breath comes in, it can push against your rib cage a little bit, expanding, stretching into your ribs. And on the way out, it can just relax your body. And as it comes in again, it might push down into your belly. And on the way out, release. One more that you're really aware of, widening your back. (sighs) And releasing. And let's try scrunching up our face really tight. And opening up wide, blah. And one more, scrunching up small, and opening up wide, blah. A couple of hum sighs sliding up and down your spine. Letting your lips be loose. Wonderful. Penny, I'll turn it over to you to share this song.
2: Thank you so much. I'm going to make a disclaimer which is that I've got quite a croaky voice today but hopefully the high notes won't be too painful and I'm going to share a song called First Light which is a special song for me, that the inscription um, that I've put with it is for dearest friends and there's five dear friends, well my partner and four dear friends that sing regularly together. And this, I, I'd wanted to write a blessing song for us to sing together. There's a tradition in Scots Gaelic and in Irish Gaelic as well. And I'm sure there's similar traditions all around the world. But the ones I'm familiar with are the Scottish and Irish. And and these are the sort of may the road rise to meet you. Lots of people will be familiar with that. Well, there's lots of different versions of that in in the Gaelic tradition. I wanted to write a blessing from my dear sisters who I sing with. And I, I you know, it'd been sort of rumbling along and rumbling along. And I finally finished it just before the lockdown in March 2020, so we couldn't sing it. <laughs> so I recorded it for them and I sent it to them and you know, we all, we all sung it separately. And then in the autumn of that year, we, we gathered in a tunnel in Edinburgh and, and we sung it together and it was rather a, a gorgeous and lovely oh. thing to be able to do. Yeah. So, so this is my blessing song and of course I want to share it with more than my nearest and dearest. So the words are, May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun, and the songbirds will be singing in the morning. May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night. So it's in three parts. What I'm going to do is I'm going to teach the tune. I'm going to start that actually, just to extend that lovely um, gentle warm-up. I'm just going to start... Mm-hmm. I'll teach you the tune on a Z so that we can we can ease our voices
0: in. So the first line is Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Try that. Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z. the second time
2: but that little tail is slightly lower try that with me
0: Z Z Z Z
2: I think we'll put some words on that rather than get too much melody without a without words so the first line is may the stars shine brightly
0: on you in the dark night and that sounds like this may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night try that may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night one more time May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. Now it's may the warmth of friends
2: sustain you till the first light.
0: May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. And again. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light and enjoy these little twiddly notes
2: I call them fairy notes when you're sort of skittering over them may the warmth of friends uh, those little da 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 just enjoy them feel feel light as you sing them let's take that from the top so may the stars shine brightly first may
0: May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. May the warmth of friends. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. One more time, we're getting the words. May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. Warmth of friends. May the warmth, of friends, sustain you till the first light. Beautiful. When the dawn will come,
2: bring the warmth of the sun. Sounds like this. When the dawn
0: will come, try that. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun, bring the... Bring the warmth of the sun. And if we put those two together, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun. Try it with me, when the dawn. When, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the
2: sun. Okay, we're going to take it back to the top. To gets quite a lot of words, this one, to be learning by ear. So if you find you're skipping a word, just la it out. And as long as it's got the spirit of loveliness to it, then you're, you're on the right page. May the, so it's May the Stars Shine Brightly on You.
0: May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night the warmth of friends, may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light, when the dawn will come, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth, bring the warmth of the sun, nearly there, and the songbirds will be singing in the
2: morning is our last line of the verse i should say and the songbirds
0: will be singing in the morning try that one and and the songbirds will be singing in the morning from the top may the stars shine may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night may the friends. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. When the dawn will come. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun and the songbirds. And the songbirds will be singing in the morning.
2: Okay, hopefully that's settling in. So there's a little, there's a little chorus that comes at the end. But I think what I'll maybe do is backtrack just to give you more chance to uh, get those words embedded, and I'll teach the high and the low part on that bit. So if you're enjoying singing that, mm, hey the stars, you can keep try to keep singing that along with me whilst I'm teaching the high or low. Let's let's do the high notes before my voice runs out. It's not wildly high and it goes like this it's all the same words it's all the same rhythms and lots of the patterns of the um, melodies are the same it's it's just high not all of them (laughs) so this is the high one
0: may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night try that may the stars shine brightly on you
2: and that one note just feel like just imagine you're a bird singing on a branch and that sound's just floating out along the branch Mm. and it just doesn't want Mm. to drop at all
0: may the stars let's try that again may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night and we've got, may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. May the warmth, may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. I'm going to add the next line so, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun. Mostly two notes. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun. So let's say that from the top. Pretty much if you go for that note or that
2: note, you're probably right on this part. May the stars, sing it with me.
0: May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun, last line, and the songbirds will be singing in the morning
2: so you get to go down that last time and the songbirds will be singing in the morning from the top oh in fact if you want to sing the um, the tune
0: Mm -hmm. it starts there may the stars may but I'm going to sing the high one tune high may Mm -hmm. the stars shine brightly on you in the dark May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun, and the songbirds will be singing in the morning.
2: Now, to give an extra challenge, if you've enjoyed singing that high one, keep singing it, and I'll sing the the tune this time, just to remind those of you that we singing it, I'll what it sounded like. You can <laughs> check how close your version was. I'm very happy for different versions of songs to appear accidentally, so don't feel too confined by the notes I've given you.
0: Mm-hmm. May, so that's going to be the tune, and that's going to be the high note. I'm going to sing the tune, Good Luck high. I'll give it a shot. May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light when the dawn will come bring the warmth of the sun and the songbirds will be singing in the morning okay so let's
2: we've got a low part left so I meant to say, actually, if you if you're a male voice singing, you know, or all female actually, singing whatever octave um, feels comfortable for you. So if you need to jump the octave down or want to, then then do what's comfortable.
0: Okay, so our low part. Mm-hmm. May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. Try that one. May the stars shine brightly on you. In the dark night Nearly the same May the warmth of friends sustain you Till the first light Strays in the middle May the warmth of friends sustain you Till the first light From the top or the bottom May the stars shine brightly on you In the dark night May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light next bit. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun. When, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun again. When the dawn will come, Bring the warmth of the sun And the songbirds will be singing in the morning And the songbirds And the songbirds will be singing in the morning
2: From the top Oh, in fact put whichever one you'd like I'm gonna sing the
0: low all the way through this time may that's the low that's the tune that's the middle and that's the high one if you want to sing one of the others
2: there's other notes
0: Sophie. <laughs> sing one of those if you'd rather may for the low may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light when the dawn will come bring the warmth of the sun and the songbirds will be singing in the morning
2: okay oh goodness me that's a lot of music just have a little stretch and a yawn if it's safe to do so. I know I sometimes listen to podcasts when I'm driving, so don't stretch and yawn if you're driving. <laughs> or do so within your safety limits. Or cycling, actually. It's not ideal when you're cycling, is it? little wriggle of your shoulders. And whilst we're well, let's just soften the neck, so just have a little circle of your nose. So you're drawing a small circle, maybe the size of a... somewhere between a tennis ball and a bowling ball. I don't know what ball is between those sizes. And just let some softness into your neck, into the back, into the sides. Well, that's good. That's made me yawn. Oh, I'll pass that yawn to you by the power of technology. <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay, so there's a little bit of a, a, I suppose a sort of a chorus, but a little short tag on the end that we sing twice and that just has a slightly different rhythm to it. So if I start with the tune for that one, it goes like this. Mm-hmm. May
0: the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night. May the bright bright stars stars in the dark dark sky watch.
2: So if we just break that down, May the Bright Stars, and Stars has three
0: beats, so it's May the bright stars, try that, May the bright stars in the dark
2: sky, and the sky has three beats as well, so it's May the bright stars in the dark
0: sky, try that with me, May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night watch over your longest night lovely that was watch over your longest night and night has got four beats watch over your longest night may the bright stars in in the dark sky watch over your longest night may the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night lovely so the high same words same rhythm higher notes obviously Mm -hmm. may the bright stars in the dark sky try that May the bright stars in the dark sky again. May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night watch watch over Mm-hmm. so I'm gonna sing the low one this time but if you'd like to sing the tune it starts there if you'd like to sing the high one and the tune and the low one goes like this may the bright stars in the dark sky try that may the bright stars in the dark sky and again May the bright stars in the dark sky Watch over your longest night Watch over your longest night And again, watch over your longest night May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night
2: that is slightly unexpected at the end let me just slow that down
0: once watch over your longest night and once more watch over your longest night Oof, that's it that's
2: all of the notes it's all of the words yeah. bit of a marathon so i think what i'll do i'll just i'll sing the tune all the way through so um starting from may the star shine brightly on you in the dark night all the way to the end of that little Mm -hmm. tag i'll do the same with the high part and i'll do the same with the low part and then Mm -hmm. you'll have well earned hearing it and singing (laughs) along in harmony hopefully you've had some harmony along the way if you've been singing different notes to me deliberately or accidentally it's still harmony isn't it lovely okay so middle part tune
0: if you want to sing the high part feel free to give it a go I'm going to sing the tune which starts here and if you want to try the low one that's where it starts we're in the middle I'll
2: shout out the words some of them I can't fit them all in may the stars may the stars shine brightly ready may the stars shine brightly (laughs) on
0: you in the dark night Of friends. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light when the dawn will come, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth, bring the warmth of the sun and the songbirds and the songbirds will be singing in the morning. May the bright stars, may the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night same again may the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night stars and then that's how
2: we loop back to the beginning we take a little step up okay so I'm shouting out the well I'm not shouting because you're yeah the microphone's right next to me but I'm, I'm, I'm hollering out the uh the the lyrics in between each line there and I'll do that again for the high and the lows but your aim is to hold the last note of each phrase so may the star shine brightly on you in the dark night really keep that coming and use it to feel your breath and to feel grounded in your feet or in your bum depending if you're sitting or your back if you're lying down okay so high part here
0: we go Mm -hmm, high tune that's the middle that's the low and i'm gonna sing the high this time are you ready may the stars may the stars shine brightly on you Dark night, warmth of friends. May the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. When the dawn, when the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun. The songbirds and the songbirds will be singing in the morning. May the bright stars. May the bright stars, in the dark sky, watch over your longest night, same again, may the bright stars, in the dark sky, watch over your longest night,
2: may the bright, and you're also stepping back up to go back to the beginning there, <clears throat> okay, it's nearly harmony time let's let's give the lows a go No, that's the low that's
0: the middle that's the high middle low may the stars shine may the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night for friends. may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light when the dawn will Bring the warmth of the sun And the songbirds will be singing in the morning May the bright 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 stars stars in the dark sky Watch over your longest night May the bright stars stars in the dark sky Watch over your longest night. Sorry, Lose, I neglected you there
2: by not shouting out the uh, the first line. Hopefully you got most, most of the words. I'm just going to flag up, croaks aside, I'm just going to flag up um, a, a little point at which you, you swap over the tune. So on, uh, may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light. As the tune comes down on first light, you're travelling up. So it's just to know... That, that happens and you cross over a wave on the way past and and then you're back to being the low note so if you think for a second oh am I the lowest note no <laughs> you're not Whew, I think that's enough let's uh let's have a harmony sing of that um so this is uh, I call this the penny choir it's it's <laughs> it's not as good as a real choir with lots of different voices but um it, it, it'll at least give us the harmony we we need so uh so sing along you've had three full parts there um and there's four options there's those three parts and there's whatever notes you want to add so
1: feel free to to add whatever you like i'm just going to give us some fresh pitches before we start this do for the low note do for the melody do for the high part one two may the stars shine brightly
0: on friends sustain you till the first light when the dawn will come bring the warmth of the sun and the songbirds will be singing in the morning may the bright stars in the dark sky Watch over your longest night. May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night. May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. May the warmth of friends sustain you. Till the first light When the dawn will come Bring the warmth of the sun And the song will be singing In the morning May the bright stars In the dark sky Watch over your longest night stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night may the sun shine brightly on you in the dark night may the warmth of friends sustain you till the first light when the dawn sun and the songbirds will be singing in the morning May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over Night.
1: Hmm. So, Penny, what's the first sound you usually make in the morning? Oh, definitely a yawn. <sighs> oh, it's a yawn,
2: but the first sound I hear is often a cat purr. Oh,
1: beautiful.
2: Although it's not a sound I'm making, I feel it in my body, mm. you know, as as if I was making it. And it's such a lovely, grounded um, it's quite like feeling a hum in your in your sternum in your chest. Well, if your cat's sitting on your chest, which yeah. sometimes mine is, <laughs> then that's where you hear it. You know, really resonating in your sternum, just like when we sing. I read recently
1: that it's a really low sound when they purr. It's down at like I don't remember what it was. It's Ten hertz, something, something super, super low. But we can still hear it. Magic. If only we had
2: it too. Oh, wouldn't that be fabulous? <laughs> yeah. I have the same per jealousy that yes, I have yes, with me too. Me it too. Jealousy. Yes, I, it's exactly the same absolutely. feeling.
1: <laughs> On your website, you say we all experience things that silence our voices in the short or long term. And as diverse or and individual as our voices are, we all take different routes back to using our voices again. No one's voice is the same as yours, and your voice is valuable. I had to read that because I love the way you framed that. I think it's beautiful. Are you willing to share with us some about your own evolving relationship that you've had with your voice?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have always voiced and my mum and my grandma were, were very musical. And so music was present in my life when I was very little. But as lots of people and particularly as lots of noisy women, I've grown up to have a complex relationship with my voice, and I've had, um, you know, despite being a singer and, and you know and and using my voice, um, always using my voice. I you know I did a music degree as a singer, and I teach as a singer, and uh, it, you know it's all about my voice. But I still have had some of the complex uh, conversations with it, shall we say, internal conversations with my voice um, that that many of us have had, and I apply what I teach to other people, to myself, you know, it's not, it's not, people don't teach because they know it all. The best teachers are people yes. who love to learn and recognise and enjoy the process of learning. So for me, I'm absolutely, in my heart, I'm a singer and in my heart, I'm a teacher. And the teacher in me is is happy and willing to be wrong and, and to be on the journey to be learning and evolving. And that, you know, that obviously interacts with my, voice and how I how I experience it I I think now you know like I'm a professional voice user so my voice is is my work and that brings its own complications Mm -hmm. but alongside that my voice is my expressive outlet it helps me to escape the <laughs> the confines of, of the society and world that we live in and, and enables me to feel differently, enables me to reset how I feel on my body, it enables me to enact some of my imagination I suppose and it enables me, particularly I think I'm very empathetic and I, lots of empathetic people struggle with mm. the world because mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, There's a lot of pain in the world and lots of joy and lots of pain. So music also gives me a capacity to channel that empathetic Mm. energy and stuff that I pick up, the the sticky empathetic stuff that I pick up and pass it through me and and then pass it back. Often to to be able to transform it in some way that hopefully supports people to feel a little bit more hopeful or a little bit more able to use their voice or a little bit more relaxed or or energetic, you know, whatever the, the role of that is. So yeah my voice is everything really. i mean you know I won't give you a long <laughs> biographic <laughs> voice history that's sort of jumped to my relationship with it now. I suppose maybe a useful thing um, a useful story to share might be that many years ago, I grew up loud. And, and being told mm-hmm. that I was too loud and my voice is very loud and like even like mm-hmm. I just have a very resonant voice and this happened long before I did mm-hmm. any sort of singing training and people to the point that even strangers on trains would, would ask me to be quiet you know because mm-hmm. my voice was just very resonant and it and it of course that impacts so I, I spent years of my life while simultaneously being a singer and you know performing on stage in my personal life trying to make my voice mm-hmm. quieter and trying to not not infringe upon anyone else's audio space because it you know it can be problematic but that that yeah. feels horrible and I I discovered that that like I just I can't make my voice any quieter. Like yes, yes, use your indoor voice sometime, you know <laughs> there's a level of appropriateness, but it's not appropriate to always be trying to make your voice quieter unless you're in a performance setting i mean it's, that's that's just a it's lining you up for for, yes. for therapy that isn't it <laughs> only being able to use your voice out loud on a stage but i'm much more comfortable with it now you know i recognize that my voice is yeah. my voice and and if sometimes that's too loud for other people that's okay and if sometimes i need if sometimes i need to make it quieter that's okay but that i don't always need to so some of that informs my teaching and I did, I nearly gave up singing years ago. I felt like, what is my voice for? I, I sort of had a patch of, um, I was teaching and I was just getting going as a, as a singing teacher, but I, I had sort of decided to give up singing because I, I sort of thought, well, what's my voice for?
1: Um, what do you mean? What's my voice for? What? Tell, tell me more. What, what use what use is it what hmm.
2: good is it doing so obviously it's clear as a teacher that your voice mm-hmm. like it's doing its job right mm-hmm. it's 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 helping other people unlock unlock their voices and in my heart i am able to perform but in my heart i'm not really a performer that's mm-hmm. not my thing but i do i do want to share music and to to use that music to uplift stories of, of people's voices perhaps that we wouldn't otherwise hear and to shed some light and some
1: hope in, in a world that is difficult. Absolutely. So at this time that you were asking, well, what is my voice for? Were you primarily performing, primarily studying? What were you primarily doing with your voice?
2: I was studying, doing a little bit of performing mm-hmm. and teaching
0: mm-hmm.
2: right at the beginning of my teaching life. And I, I suppose I just, I didn't want to be performing for the sake yeah. of performing, yeah. like oh that's what you do, or be or be performing for the sake of ego, because right. it's it's a weird it's a weird space to be in, yeah. a world where what you do gets applauded, like I, I, I like uh-huh. it it's lovely, and I I actually conversely I think more people should you know I think people should get a round of applause f- for doing like or you know, non performative work. Um but it's it's weird and I don't think it's that healthy. And I think you can end up in a place where you you perform because right. of the performing. Right. And so you know, people who are performers that's that's great. But it right. but it's not for me that. You know, it I, I only really want to perform or share a song if there is something that I really yeah. want and need to communicate and I feel like the yeah. song is the right way to do that. And I so I was so you know, I was sort of feeling really um difficult to, about what my voice was for you know knowing that that I have a voice and and that you know it's it'll, yeah. it'll do what I yeah. want it to and, and that it, it can communicate and and affect people emotionally and all the rest of it and then I went to uh an anti-nuclear demonstration at the nuclear submarine base that we have here in Scotland in Fast Lane um just northwest of Glasgow and I sang the call mm. for a song because there wasn't the microphone wasn't working you know how it goes with yes. the with yep. demonstrations, it's, it's, the hearts are everywhere, but the, <laughs> the organisation isn't always <laughs> the best. And I just hollered out the call to a song and then the choir responded and I just had this moment. I was like, oh, that's why my voice is so loud. Ah, yes. This is what it's for. Yes. And I, I just threw out the notion of, of not singing because I, I felt like there was a, like a genuine positive to the fact that my voice, which I often felt was too loud, it can do that thing. It can it can call across four hundred people outside at a demonstration and help to gather us, and that that Absolutely. is doing something positive in the world. So that's one of my moments. And I, I mean I do perform now, but only only for good causes, really.
1: <laughs> but I'm often to be heard singing right. outdoors. And, and it, it lets you lets your voice be amplified in things that you care about. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. Just backing up a minute, could you, you said your mother and your grandmother sang, and can you share one of your earliest memories of singing? Pre, pre-awareness pre of causes.
2: <laughs> I think, I don't know what came first, but my I think my two earliest music memories are My granny was a a piano teacher, although she had to give it up because she got married and it was a it was a time at which you um, as a woman had to give up your job. But she was, you know, her heart was a pianist in the same way that my heart is a singer. Mm. And she had this Mm -hmm. grand piano. They lived in this tiny bungalow and she had this grand piano that just was the entire living room. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as a kid, I used to sit underneath it. And I used to sing with my granny. And I remember the, the resonance, talking about the cat purr and talking about bass yes. voices, you know, that deep resonance. I remember sitting underneath it or and leaning against it as a youngster and feeling that, like, really big mm-hmm. vibration. And and I sang a lot with my granny playing the piano when I was little. But I also remember my mum singing lullabies to me, probably when I was younger. And my mum used to sing Donna, Donna. Joan Baez sings it, you yes. know. The, the cow on the way to the market.
0: Yeah. Heartbreaking song. Yeah, which, yes, which is. is a social justice
2: song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, you know. It but it is a beautiful song. tune. Mm-hmm. And lots yeah. of heartbreaking songs are beautiful. So, yeah, I think those would be... Too- and I again, I, I don't really remember the sound as much as I remember the feeling in my body being held in and sung to and with. Um, yeah, so it's a similar That's memory beautiful. in some
1: ways. As a choir director... I've had to deal with with groups where there's somebody in the the room that has a big voice, a much bigger voice than other people in the room. And finding ways of letting that voice be accepted in its full glory in the chorus, not saying, quiet, 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 you need to be quieter because that doesn't make sense to me because I'm asking everybody to bring their full voices, right? That's what we're there for.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But also trying to give space so that other people can still hear themselves sing you know if they're close to that person yeah. with a big voice and and trying to do it in a way that the person with the bigger voice doesn't feel or isn't not just doesn't feel but isn't squashed in the process yeah. is challenging right it's it's a hard it's it's a difficult thing yeah to navigate. absolutely but um but big voices are beautiful they're beautiful yeah
2: And it's beautiful to I think if you if you can, you know, as a song leader, giving songs and space for those voices to really soar and give as much as and and, and be as loud as Mm -hmm. as that body wants to be. And and then making the space for that voice to become quieter and to listen to Mm -hmm. the other parts and to feel that different way of singing, I think. You can only feel the quiet and enjoy the quieter bit if you don't feel exactly. squashed in the bigger, louder bits. Because that's, I mean, that's what I love. I love singing with other voices that are yeah. just as loud as, you know, I love being being yes. able to really lean into another yes. really hefty voice. But I also love singing really quietly and, and just blending and mm. vibrating mm. with other singers. And it's just
1: having, finding the opportunity yes. to do both, isn't it? Absolutely you talked about the different ways that you use your voice to engage are there any areas in your life that you are reluctant to bring song to <laughs> <No.
2: It's beautiful. laughs> i started some years ago i started putting together a um, a songs for opening meetings booklet for people uh-huh. Who yeah. aren't singers? You know, yeah, just yeah. for like ordinary business meetings, because yes. it it makes such a difference. And I, you know, I've I've had some really awkward meetings that I have opened with singing, despite that. And even if the entire room has united <laughs> in their, um, you know, re- refusal or rejection of my suggestion that we should sing, it still has a positive impact. You know, the the point of that, and this is often the case with song. The point isn't the song. The point is either how it feels. Or it's expressing something, or it's letting something go, or it's the bit afterwards of realizing that 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 felt like that, or that released that, and and so letting go of this some sort of um, preciousness about we're going to sing this and we're going to do it yeah. right, whatever right means, and um, you know all of that stuff. So yeah, I've had I know I've settled arguments by singing. I remember um just singing at somebody who I worked with in in peace and Justice Center years ago um We were having some stupid difficult argument, as happens when you're working with you know big uh, yeah. big world stuff and i just I just <laughs> sung, "I will not fight with you anymore which is a, an Ali burns song and um and it you know it, it stopped the argument it's a brilliant strategy i mean i I'd heartily advise you know having a few fabulous. songs in your back pocket to to disarm. To disarm an argument.
1: (laughs) So you are a composer, teacher, singer who offers workshops and lessons for a wide, wide variety of people. You've worked with singing communities who share experiences of addiction or Parkinson's or aging or other struggles. You offer workshops. You offer a lively YouTube channel. You're active in the Natural Voice Network. I could keep going here for a long time. It would take most of our hour. So how do you cultivate the energy to do all that you do
2: i don't always get the balance right just as most of us don't but my asp- my aspiration i'm an introvert so a lot of my work not the the composing is is great because it's it's solo so that that feeds that bit of myself um, and the songwriting but the all of my teaching and a lot of my activism is is obviously interactive so and and I love it and of course I do get energy from it but I'm quite far over at the introvert end of the spectrum which which people are always surprised to hear slash disbelieving of but but all that means is that I need solo time to yeah feed myself yeah absolutely so i I spend time with my cats and I read and I sit quietly and I play the piano and the guitar and all the rest of it. And I so part of it is that it's it's just having enough alone time. And what often happens actually is as soon as I'm on my own and it's been quiet for about ten minutes, then I I end up writing a song. My brain just constantly if if space appears, which <laughs> not enough does, um, my my brain will always just find find a song and and that's really lovely but also um i mean nature time mm. time in the garden or at the allotment and going up hills or walking along the river or i teach when i'm teaching i cycle between my groups and that's great because it gives me that partly that alone time but also the nature time um in between sessions so it gives me that that breath but um yeah we we're all striving for the balance and you know, not quite getting it, aren't yeah. we? Ongoing, <laughs> ongoing process,
1: and it needs constant. And part of that is because life is life is what it is. It needs constant rebalancing, right? Because the demands on your emotional yeah. energy are constantly shifting, and so how much recharge time you yeah. need is not something you can just log into your calendar and say, "Well, it's going to be an hour a day is what I need every day." Who knows what yeah. you're going to need on? in response to a particular day or a particular world news or things like that. So you, thinking of that song creation and songs pouring out, you facilitate song creation in people who don't always think of themselves as songwriters. Can you tell us why? Why should podcast listeners go write a song right now? And how? What's a spark that they could use to, to start that process? Just oh a just a little question well, for you. Uh, why,
2: <laughs> yeah? <laughs> why is why is because it's just it's just expression, you know, and we have this sense we live in a very we've created a society where, where some people are performers and some people are listeners and you know those of us that, that teach community singing groups are, are all about resetting that 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 saying actually singing and dancing is for all of us to do and and that that we we all can do it and it's it's everyone's right and I think songwriting and writing and all, all other ways of creative expression are the same you know we have a sense of you know if I tried to draw a portrait of a person you probably <laughs> wouldn't be able to guess who it was I'd, I'd painted but that right. doesn't mean I shouldn't right. paint you know it, it probably it means I shouldn't send it off to the portrait gallery in Edinburgh but but it doesn't mean I shouldn't paint and I wouldn't get some sort of creative flow release expression mm. enjoyment mm-hmm. uh, out of it so I think with songwriting, it is a thing that lots of people think, oh, I can't do that, you know, that, that that's for someone else. And I think if, if a, even a little bit of you wants to try writing a song, then absolutely do it. I think part of what we have to let go of is a rigid sense of good and bad and a rigid sense of right and wrong. And actually, a rigid sense of what a song is. There's a brilliant book by Jeff Tweedy, who's a songwriter, which is full of wisdom and it's called how to write one song and there's a couple of things he says in that that really resonated with me one of them is that a song is a moment that you want to return to and I think as a spark to start a song that's a really lovely thing is to think what is a moment I've really enjoyed it's not a big complex story necessarily it might be but it might just be, oh, the light on those clouds are amazing. That's not a great example, actually, because that makes you want to be a painter. <laughs> maybe it's the sound of the sea or, you know, it's, it's a calm feeling or whatever. You know, it it just it, you could just start with sitting with a moment that felt really nice and then maybe starting to write some words from that or start humming a tune from that, depending if, if words come more naturally for you or if, or if melody or rhythm comes more naturally. And I think that the other thing that felt relevant from jeff tweedy's book is that he talks about anything being a song so it doesn't have to have four verses and choruses and a little bridge and dot, 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 dot. and actually one of the exercises he does which again is a great we spark is to just give yourself 10 or 15 minutes and write something and whatever's done at the end of that time mm-hmm. that's a song and it's not for us to say oh that's not a song because like that's a song it might not be a song that you want to share with anyone else. Uh, it might be a song that you want to return to and to craft and to make into a bigger, longer thing. But actually, oh, yeah, I wrote that little song. All right. Maybe I want to keep it, maybe I don't. But it's still yes. time well spent, yes. isn't it? Yes, absolutely.
1: I think, that yeah. absolutely. I the, think point the, the, the point there being of the just value, there being just value in the doing of it, the value doesn't have to, have to be in the be end, end product. product. There's enormous value just in the act of... Allowing yourself allowing to yourself create to, create or to create to let or something, flow to through something you, To let something something appear out. And, and see what that is. And with see some what, curiosity. what is that is. curiosity Well what curiosity. is it, well, what is it I I When say, okay. I sit down and say, Okay, where am I going? You know, where am I going with this? That kind of curiosity is it's, it's so rewarding. It's, it's so rewarding. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the other things I'd say for people who haven't necessarily done much songwriting is if sitting down doesn't make the right space for you, go for a walk. And do it that way because a nice. I mean, I do that loads when I'm writing is that like, I find it much easier in motion and particularly I find it much easier when it's just the sky above me. I feel kind of weirdly contained by ceilings and some people just work better in motion. So I would I would say if sitting at a desk has not worked for you for writing of any kind, then try going for a walk and take a notebook or a dictaphone. You know, we've all got um, dictaphones on our phones now. Most of us do anyway. And it's a great tool for just Words or or music, just to capture thoughts, as uh, you as are in the. Lindsay Scott,
1: who is a songwriter, who covered one of her songs on, of her the podcast, on the podcast. podcast. She, she had a long, she like, had a commute, long fifty like, miles, commute. fifty miles, and she wrote and on she that commute. could do And she said she could do oh, a, song, could from could do a song from the beginning sing, the polishing, through, through the polishing, the practicing, and by the end of the commute, she had a song that was just so comfortable to sing. And she said that, and that changed her songwriting. That changed her songwriting because she couldn't because she couldn't. get off the bike. Get she off the well, bike. She wasn't, well, getting, she off wasn't bike record getting, record getting off the bike yet. to record it. She was she yes. just singing it over she was and singing again, it over yeah. Until yeah. It again really until it really groove. hit a groove.
2: That's great. I heard one of the Beatles recently talking about their songwriting. I can't remember which one. I think it might have been Paul McCartney. And he was saying <laughs> he was saying the reason our songs were catchy was because we didn't have the technology to record <laughs> the thoughts as they were going. Like if they weren't catchy, <laughs> we forgot them. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, well great, you know what a great Thing to feed into your songwriting, actually, you know, find something so memorable mm-hmm. that you won't forget so I'm curious it. Yeah, so I'm curious I often describe songs as a way to navigate, way
1: to navigate life. life, and of course, life is always, course, changing, life is always right? changing. Right, and you were just talking, about songwriting, were just talking about songwriting as, as, uh, as capturing a moment, capturing or a, moment a moment that you wanted or to a come back that you to. Back but to. have you ever written a song that, that has grown? That has grown to mean something to different to you than it did in the moment that you were writing it.
2: Yeah, I I think. I think to some extent all songs do that like if you you know songs that I've written for group singing once you hand that over to a group you know and and different groups as you go on you see it transform because you see not I mean sometimes people do tell you you know what connected for them in the song but but even if they don't you see people connecting their different journeys experiences days to the song that you're singing or not not that everybody yeah. will every time but you know you'll see some members of the group resonate and it's lovely because i think oh, i don't i don't know why you're resonating with this or what this song means for you but but that's great and that for me is what a song is like i don't i don't hold them very tightly to me i think songs that i write and perform myself that aren't necessarily for group singing a similar thing happens when you sing it with or for an audience I mean a lot of the songs I write are are story songs so they're they're telling a story that people are connecting with a new story or a new a new event that they didn't know about but some of the more emotional songs I suppose or you know emotional processing songs I don't share that often but when I do I get I, I see the same thing happen in the group singing or sometimes people tell me that you know this resonated with this or I needed this song because I actually there's a song I wrote there's a lullaby I wrote quite a lot of lullabies for lockdown babies that were born over the last couple of years and it was um lullaby that I wrote for a friend's wee girl this friend and I used to run a singing group for women who are survivors of sexual and domestic violence over in Glasgow she's got two older boys and she had this little girl and I wrote this song which is sort of a wisdom of the wisdom of the elder women um song being passed on to to the wee one and that you know that's where it came from it came from wanting to share that hope and work and commitment to a different world and and as I say the wisdom of our our forebearers passing on to the wee one and that's what it meant for me when I was writing it and I actually don't know I've not asked her what what it meant for her but you you know I didn't write anything particularly about the specific difficulties that women are likely to face in the, in the world that we live in just now. But another friend shared it after a young woman was killed recently in Ireland saying, Oh, I had to listen to this song for some hope. And and I, I, that was really interesting to me because, you know, there's no words in it that, that speak mm-hmm. to that particular experience, but it's still connected with her differently, but it connected with her, i suppose about connecting hopefully and positively with with other women and and making positive change but it was just a lullaby for a wee lassie do you know so it, it, it there were similarities there but it it still it shifted as people listened to it and actually that same song somebody sent me an email and asked if they could sing it for someone's 30th birthday for her daughter's thirtieth birthday, with with her grandmother, the the daughter's grandmother as well. So that was a lovely cross generational connection with it. You know, for an older child, as it were. Do you have or that
1: on so YouTube or somewhere so I can, a so I can share, share a link to it? I I, I, I will do. Stick a link to it in the show, show notes so, so people can, can follow up and listen, have a listen and learn have it a if they want. They want to bring it into their lives. Yeah. So, all right, I have a couple of little tiny questions for you. You ready? What has singing okay. taught you about life? Yeah. What has song leading taught you about life? What has song writing taught you about life? Or where have those things led you? Are they very different or are they all lined up in the same way? Just, just, just the just small the ones, questions. Then.
2: Just the small questions. <laughs> I looked at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I, it's, <laughs> I wrote that, <laughs> list, list that, that set of questions before we were doing this interview and I looked at it right now and I thought, holy smoly, Patricia, <laughs> how is she going to ever answer that question? <laughs> now, how much time
2: have we got? <laughs> yes, I. everything's intertwined for me, and that's music, activism, work for environmental and social change, trying to be a good member of my local community, trying to be a good friend and family member, um, supporting people to find their voices writing songs like it's it's all it's mm. totally intertwined so anything that music has taught me life has taught me and mm. and vice versa absolutely if that makes sense absolutely. I think my my mum I was raised by a staunchly feminist very skilled people worker she was a she was a counsellor a, a listening counsellor latterly but she she just she had a listening quality that came from somewhere else you know there's some stuff that you can learn and there's some stuff that to some extent is innate and she had that that listening and I was raised by her and I don't think I have it as innately as she had it but I have some of it and because I was raised by her I have a whole load of intuitive stuff that sometimes I puzzle over how to teach because it's not about the music and it's not even about group facilitation. It's about mm-hmm. listening and actually, I'm sort of answering the opposite question: what has song taught me about life and the world? But it's it's been taught both ways. Singing and music and song is uh-huh. about listening.
0: Uh-huh.
2: We think it's about sounding, uh-huh. but it's not. It's about listening, and we think that being in the world. Is about sounding or communicating or, or and, and of course some of it is, but a lot more of it is about listening than we often make time or space for, I think. Those of us that are very sort of busy and active in the world that, that you, you can still be that, but making that space for listening, I think is is one of the real
1: values of of singing together. Well that's just beautiful. We could just end there at this I mean, at this
0: episode there. <laughs> I, I did, yeah,
1: that's beautiful. So, um, okay. But before we end the episode, I need to ask you what projects you're particularly excited about right now.
2: I'm going to tell you about this project. This is a project that I've been working on sort of on the back burner for a few years. Actually, funnily enough, speaking of my mother, my mum died 10 years ago this year. I'm sorry. And when she died, thank you, um, when she died, I uh, I said going to write a requiem in fact before she died because she got sick i said i said i'm going to write a requiem for you and she said well you'll have to be quick and i said oh sorry you're not going to get to hear it and then i thought god that was thoughtless wasn't it <laughs> well you know what life really is <laughs> anyway <laughs> is
1: kind of what what
2: it is <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> and um and so i've been sort of you know drip 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 um writing this requiem and it it didn't quite it's the same question that we were talking about right in the beginning about my voice is like what's the point like it has to be like yes I can write beautiful music f- to help me process mm-hmm. the big emotions of it all but actually for m- for me to spend an extended amount of time on the writing of of mum's requiem it it has to be it has to be shareable. it has to be useful in a community setting it has to has to not just be for my mum because, like I said, she was a feminist. So anyway, so I switched sort of a few years ago. I switched into a it's mum's requiem, but it, it's a feminist requiem. So what would a feminist requiem look like? And my mum was religious. I'm not. So it, it has to be understood by people for who, who don't have a religious sense at all, but also able to connect with mm-hmm. people who do. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a big ask, anyway. And um, so it has to be for all the women, mm-hmm. right? As if it, mm-hmm. it, that's that's what makes it feminist. Is that oh, it's just about my mum. Only a finite number of people really care about that, and actually, for it to be a, a to honour my mum, really has to be for all the women that came before. I no longer feel badly about asking you a big question. Yeah. <laughs> so so in january this year i decided i'm I'm just i'm gonna do it this year so it's gonna premiere in september which would have been my mum's 75th birthday and i've started telling people i'm doing it which is the thing you have to do to get a project finished right i'm gonna find some funding to to get a few professional musicians to hold the structure of it but it's going to be a weekend space that people can come that obviously is about the requiem and 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 singable accessible music that people can come but and and sing together but also a space where people can bring their extraordinary women that have come before whether they're you know people they've known or or people they've been influenced by and we're going to put up beautiful wall of of images and space to share the stories of those women and we're going to have a shared lunch which is why we had to wait sufficiently till there was enough Mm -hmm. back in the worldness that we can have a shared lunch where people bring foods that connects them and reminds them of the amazing women in their life and have those conversations and space for grieving because part of part of the purpose of a requiem Mm -hmm. is grieving and part of its comfort and part of it is community so whilst I obviously have to finish writing the music. The, the the performing and the sharing of the Requiem isn't primarily about the music. It's about the music and the community connection and, and bringing people together to...
1: So I need the weekend date because I'm going to have to obviously book a plane so ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. And I, I just want to throw out for your consideration that works that are about specific people also can become something that speaks to a large group i think about the requiem for matthew shepherd speaks to a large large community for example just just saying that i yeah um yeah absolutely yeah yeah
2: yeah and we don't have to lose the individual in in making exactly making something bigger yeah absolutely
1: okay So yeah. lightning round questions, slightly smaller scope, possibly. Okay, let's, let's do it. What's an album that was really important to you?
2: It, I don't know if this counts as an album. I have to go with El Cello Concerto because it's how I've emotionally processed nearly all of the difficult corners of my life. Specific recording? Oh, Jacqueline
1: Dupre. Then it becomes an album. There I we can go. sing all the right. whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your favourite soup? My
2: partner makes a magic soup, which is black bean and mm. chili peppers, mm. and
1: it's the absolute business. All right, good. Oh yeah, I'll send you the recipe. <laughs> That's why I do this yeah. podcast <laughs> is for the soup recipes. It's a good call. <laughs> um, what is your favorite replacement curse word that will keep us clean on Apple's flag okay, system? I use which is an F, a
2: T, and an S, and it feels good. Just try. Like yes. it feel like if you like energetically express it, and it stands
1: for fuck this shit. I like it. I like yeah. It. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, that's actually that's a brand new one to me. Um, what is a sound that you feel strongly about? This doesn't have to be a musical sound. Any any sound. Any low down grumble in my belly. Yeah. I absolutely cat purr. There we're back yeah. to the cat purr. Oop, yep. Cat purr. I and mean, the double bass that... voices the low bass. Yeah. My husband is a bass, my son is a bass, and both of them, I love to put my ear right up against their chest and just let them hum, just let them hum. That's great. Good choices. I auditioned (laughs) them, no. (laughs) Who is an artist you wish more people listened to?
2: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Everyone. Mm. I wish that we would listen to each other and ourselves in the way that we platform and listen to people with
1: recording artist deals. Beautiful. Before we close, where can we find you and follow your projects or buy your music?
2: I am at singlouderthanguns.com. That is my website and you will find all sorts of stuff there. It's difficult to buy things from me because I tend to just put things out there. But there is a donate button if you want to to share songs. But there's lots of learn and sing along songs and lots of
1: soothing music. And, you know, that donate button might make it easier for Penny to write her requiem. Just saying. (laughs) A huge thank you to you, Penny, for coming on A Breath of Song. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad you're singing with us. Let me remind you that your ratings and reviews and sharing are a direct way of supporting the podcast and make a huge difference. Visit com to see the show notes with lyrics. Sign up to get Patty Piotrowski's glorious art and a heads up about new episodes in your inbox. Suggest a song or songwriter for the podcast. Leave something in the tip jar to help cover costs. Before Patty or I get paid, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America to support jazz roots and blues musicians in need. So let's sing First Light again, because repetition after a break helps our brains remember. And Penny, I'm going to invite you. Why don't you sing the melody through maybe twice? And people can harmonize with it if they choose or they can just sing the melody with you. Does that make sense? Perfect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So if you want to sing low, it was there. I'm going to sing here in the middle, and that's where the high part starts. Good luck, everybody. May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night. May the warm, our friends sustain you till the first light. When the dawn will come, bring the warmth of the sun, and the songbirds will be singing in the morning. May night May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your longest night May the stars shine brightly on you in the dark night May the warmth of friends sustain Till the first light when the dawn will come bring the warmth of your sun and the songbirds will be singing Night. May the bright stars in the dark sky watch over your
1: longest night. Hmm. Thank you for joining Penny and me today for a breath of song. I'm grateful that you are taking care of yourself and listening to your voice. I believe making a better world starts with tuning into ourselves and each other, which is what we just did. So, yay, us! If you're liking this podcast, please share with a friend, and next time we'll plant another song. Be well. That was beautiful, Penny. Thank you. Thank you. you.